I love this crazy league, John. Good Lord, anything can happen. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I expected D'Angelo Russell to get traded or not. I guess I didn't expect him to get traded in a deal that would bring Mike Connolly here. It makes sense in a lot of ways, and yet it's shocking. And yet we shouldn't ever be shocked because it's the NBA, and Kyrie Irving can end up anywhere, and Kevin Durant can end up anywhere, and LeBron James can play for 18 different franchises. So let's go to the basics here. Why did they make this particular deal? Yeah, so I think it's important to um, kind of really drill down on on this part of the conversation. I will just, you know, I I made some comments last week with Barrero, and certainly in, in in covering it with the Athletic, and I think there may have been some misinterpretations of those comments or whatever. But I'll just spell it out, chapter and verse, right now, um, with the reason that. The Timberwolves traded D'Angelo Russell was multifaceted. Um, there was a r- real need to address the financial side of the equation with D'Angelo Russell becoming a free agent at the end of this year. If the Wolves would have let him go in free agency and not resigned him, then they would have been at a huge disadvantage from a salary cap standpoint because they would have lost his $31 million uh, salary and would not have had a means of replacing it given that they already have Towns and Gobert under max contracts. And so because teams can go over the cap to re-sign their own players, um, it would have behooved the Wolves to either sign D'Angelo Russell to an extension or trade him and try and get a player under contract next year back. They get Mike Conley, who is under contract next year. They get a, a free look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, which is you know a, a nice possible little supporting uh, role player for them. And they got three second-round picks, which for an expiring contract is pretty good business by Tim Connolly. Why... So that's that's a big reason why the Timberwolves made the move. Why did they not want to extend D'Angelo Russell? Well, there are several reasons for that as well, including that over the course of the season, they saw that D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert did not really work together as a pairing. Uh, as I reported in The Athletic, um, D'Angelo Russell it has never been a lob throwing point guard off the pick and roll. That is where Rudy Gobert really uh, excels in, uh, in in the pick and roll. And he really struggles when it's a bounce pass or some sort of like chest pass through, through traffic. He has a hard time catching those passes. So Mike Conley is a player who has a lot more chemistry with Rudy Gobert in terms of the way that he likes to catch a pass off the pick and roll. It was also pretty clear as the season went along that Gobert's struggles offensively frustrated several players on the team, especially D'Angelo Russell. He did not, he, he would put passes where he thought should have been caught. They didn't get, they did not get caught. Um, and I think that there was a, a a real kind of grind that this team was going through with Rudy Gobert acclimating him offensively. 
Um, some people have kind of took my comments in my description of this as saying that, you know, D'Angelo Russell was toxic, that that they had, um, you know, that he you know, that they just had to move him because he was a jerk in the locker room. And I do not believe that that was the case. This was not a Jimmy Butler situation where D'Angelo Russell was actively imploding the locker room from inside. There were frustrations that he was working through um, that a lot of players were working through. But I do think that that did factor in to the Timberwolves deciding, Hey, we need a different style of point guard. And finally, I do think that with Carl Anthony Towns coming back, hopefully not long after the all-star break, the Wolves saw a new a roster that would have had a lot of miles to feed with Russell, Edwards, Towns, Gobert, and they wanted a more of a pass-first point guard to set that table versus a more of a combo guard like D'Angelo Russell, who was shooting the lights out, was was really helping them from an offensive standpoint, knock down shots and spread the floor. But once another shooter and another scorer comes back onto the floor, I think that there was concern about how all of that would mesh. So um, there were just a multitude of reasons why the Timberwolves moved on, including that you could just see that the 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 Gobert D'Angelo Russell dynamic wasn't wasn't one that was going to work out long term, and um, and I think that. Rudy Gobert also deserves some blame in some of that, but there's that, that's kind of the, it's not a Cliff's notes answer because it's a long answer, but basically that when you make a decision to trade a $31 million point guard, one who is shooting 40% from, uh, from three 50% from the field and 90% from, from the free throw line. Uh, there were some, there were some big things that were on the wolves mind financially, chemistry wise, all of the above to make that decision. Good stuff. He's John Krasinski. This is the John Krasinski Show. This is part of TalkNorth.com. You can also hear John on the Viking Update Show. Our producer is Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like on the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Check out all the other shows at TalkNorth.com. Huge sports lineup, huge outdoor lineup, variety shows. We've had a Joe Anderson, Dave Lee, Mike Grimm on the Gophers, plus all of our normal sports stalwarts. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And thanks. Uh, We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to our sponsors, TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, Head Flyer Brewing, and Manscaped. Uh, so I, I, I'm glad you gave a comprehensive answer because that, you know, that that's the deal. It, it, this is a multifaceted decision. What if one of those factors was more important than all the others? Which factor was that? Yeah, I, I don't know how to handicap it, Jim, um, because I know when we talk about locker room chemistry, that is going to be the sexy thing. Like that's going to be the thing that everyone wants to latch on to um, that, you know, look at the drama in the locker room, look at, um, you know, what's going on that way. Uh, Rudy Gobert has had other players like Donovan Mitchell who didn't seem to really enjoy playing with them. And here's another case of that. Or if you're on Rudy Gobert's kind of side, you might say, well, D'Angelo Russell has been traded all these times. And clearly he was the one who was at fault for not being more open minded. Uh, that is go going to be the thing that draws a lot of 
eyeballs that draws a lot of clicks on on internet stories and things like that. Um, I will say from my vantage point and watching it play out, I think that that was a factor. I think that um, there that in the decision making process that the Timberwolves went through, they did look at it and say, you know what? Um, it doesn't seem like this group is clicking together that way. And we have Rudy Gobert under contract for another four years. We got to find a way to make it work. Um, and I think really, Jim, that kind of comes down to there. That might be the biggest priority here is they may have made a big mistake in, in trading for Rudy Gobert. That may have, that may eventually become the, the determination. I know a lot of people have already said, um, have already made up their minds that that's the case, but um, they have made that trade and that one Rudy Gobert isn't going anywhere. And so now what this move is, is a an attempt to try to maximize the players that they have, particularly Rudy Gobert. If you're you have invested this much money in him, if you're investing this much draft capital and player capital in terms of trading for him. The thinking is you got to put him in the best position to succeed here. And the combination of just the way that D'Angelo Russell wants to play with the way that Rudy Gobert wants to play, um, I don't think that that was going to work out long term in the Timberwolves' eyes. They've made that their, their mind up that way. They think that Mike Conley is going to be a player who can help them figure out how to play with um, Rudy Gobert much better than they have offensively because for much of this season, offensively, they've been in the in the 20s when it comes to offensive efficiency. So that's got to be the biggest thing that they're looking at. The other thing that was very interesting about Tim when uh, we met with Tim Connolly at the, uh, after the trade deadline on Thursday um, was Tim was very... Uh, kind of very let's try to see the right he he absolutely spelled out that uh, several of the reasons that they wanted to trade for Mike Conley were to surround Anthony Edwards with a res- responsible professional with good habits and there were several times he kept coming back to that point we need to surround Anthony Edwards with people who will help him develop and show him kind of the right way to do things and that you can read into that two things one is that they that Mike Conley is one of the ultimate all-time professionals that that has really endeared himself to teammates all over the the map in terms of their playing style in terms of who they are and what and what they are as people um and so that is one thing and then the other implication is is that maybe they didn't have enough of that around Anthony Edwards before and so I think that Tim Connolly's comments in terms of really trying to surround uh, Anthony Edwards with the right kind of veterans really does speak to another reason that they made that move and uh, sent D'Angelo Russell out, bring Mike Conley in. So there's there's multitude of reasons, but it's it's to make sure that they maximize Rudy Gobert and make sure that they have the right people around Anthony Edwards to help him develop into a superstar. Somewhere I saw a suggestion that the Wolves had approached Russell about a contract extension and him turning it down made it guaranteed they're going to trade him. Is that accurate? I not not to my knowledge, Dan. Okay. I know or, 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 Jim, I know that they had um 
I know that they've had conversations about contract extensions in the past. Um, and but it did co- become clear at some point this season and exactly when I can't say for sure, but it became clear that they were not going to resign D'Angelo Russell. And um, I think that some of it was that the Wolves did not want to do a long term deal with D'Angelo Russell because they have Rudy Gobert on the books. They have Carl Anthony Towns on the books. They're going to have to put um, Jade McDaniels and Anthony Edwards on very big extensions this summer that will kick in. So their cap sheet is filling up in a big way and adding D'Angelo Russell to that on the long term, I think would could make things problematic for them in terms of spending uh, going forward. And so uh, I think that they would have been amenable maybe early on, like, you know, right in training camp, right in, um, you know, kind of heading into the season about maybe getting him on a short term deal, maybe a one or two year extension that would expire before Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels extensions started. But I don't think that D'Angelo Russell wanted that. Um, and, And so I just don't think they could find a happy medium in terms of what was good for the Timberwolves and what was good for D'Angelo Russell. And so um, when that happens, then yes, then it became even more clear. Okay. We have to, we have to move him um, to make sure that we can preserve our spending power going into this summer, going into next season. Mike Conley just gives them with that contract, just gives them some more flexibility uh, when it comes to making trades, when it comes to spending, when it comes to all of those things. And so that was, I think, a big part of it. Now, why did they not want to sign D'Angelo Russell to a long-term extension? There's a lot of factors involved with that, including the other money that they're going to be spending and including looking at the roster as currently constructed and not being comfortable with how that was going to look going forward for the long term. And so um, all of that conspired uh, to to make them decide to move on. But yeah, I don't. I'm to my knowledge, it, this was not a case of, hey, D'Angelo, we really want to sign you, and and D'Angelo saying, no, I don't want to sign here. I don't think that was the case. So much more to get to here. Piece of information we hope you don't need. Six one two TSR time. That is the number of TSR injury law. We don't want you to be hurt. We don't want you to need an injury lawyer. But if you need a good one, if you need one, you're going to need a really good one. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win lots of cases. That's why they've gone from one or two rooms way back when to a, an entire complex at the top of a uh, skyscraper in South Bloomington. It's beautiful. Uh, they win cases. They help people. They will not charge you unless they win your case. 612-TSR-TIME. 612-TSR-TIME. Another great Minnesota business, Head Flyer Brewing. Yeah, right, Jim. Head Flyer Brewing, Northeast Minneapolis on Hennepin Avenue, right off of 35W. Uh, Really cool. Uh, Last, if you guys remember, last summer, we came up with the collaboration, the beer collaboration with the John Krasinski show called Crunch Time. It was just a great beer um, and easy drinking summer beer. Um, And now I've been talking with Neil and the guys over at Head Flyer, and we are in the process of collaborating on another beer. And it we're not sure if we're going to bring back crunch time or if we're going to go a different route, but we're starting that up. And so that's really exciting, super fun. 
to go there, sit down in a wonderful tap room, have a just an incredible selection of beers there, great TVs to watch the games, awesome bartenders to work with, great, great vibes all the way around. And we are also working on scheduling a, another live show uh, at Head Flyer. It will probably be sometime in March. We'll let you know about that as we get going. But if you guys remember, many of you were at the season opening live show uh, at Head Flyer. It was just packed. It was awesome. So we hope we can do that again. Head Flyer Brewing, Northeast Minneapolis. Tell them the John Krasinski Show sent you. A new year means renewed solar energy incentives from local utility providers. Want to save money on your solar install? Find out what incentives you could qualify for at allenergysolar.com slash coach. Remember that, allenergysolar.com slash coach. You go to that, you can also find out how All Energy Solar delivers quality solar installations for homes and businesses. They've been doing it since 2009. You can get a free quote by going to that website, allenergysolar.com slash coach. It can help you be more green. Uh, Solar is as green as it gets. You can find out how to get a free site assessment. Again, going to that same website, the electrical grid has limited space for renewable energy, so beat the rush and plan your solar installation soon. Again, go to allenergysolar.com slash coach for your free site assessment. Uh, solar with energy storage can provide peace of mind during winter storms. Read the All Energy Solar ebook, Energy Storage Plus Solar at allenergysolar.com. This one's different, allenergysolar.com slash battery. Thanks to All Energy Solar. Now let's hear from John on Manscaped. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code ATHLETIC for 20% off and free shipping it's time to tame your mane no one likes a weird beard so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with manscapes pro beard kit it all starts with the beard hedger this thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces first off this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons that's right face grooming doesn't need to be hard Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. Cap off the kit with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC. Does the defense get better right away with Connolly replacing D'Lo? Well, it, I think it will be more organized, Jim. Um, you know, D'Angelo Russell was kind of, a, you know, I think as Chris Finch has described it, he's a home run hitter. So that's both offensively and defensively, really. Um, you know, the way that he shoots, the way that he kind of pulls up in transition, the way that he is a more of an improviser on the fly – um, he can be really, really effective as an offensive player. And when he is effective as a defensive player, it is generally when he's reading the opposing defense and he's sort of uh, playing on instincts and go- getting into the passing lanes, uh, making steals and getting out in, in transition that way. When D'Angelo Russell is in more trouble as a defender, I think it's in 
the more controlled, disciplined style that they have been running with Rudy Gobert, where you'll see eventually you know, times where D'Angelo Russell doesn't switch or, sh- or or switches when he shouldn't, when he loses track of someone backdoor, certainly when he in, in transition, uh, D'Angelo Russell is uh, is a liability defensively. Um, with Mike Conley, he is not. Gary Payton by any means uh, at 35 years old, he is not a player who is going to just lock down uh, an opposing guard and, and has that ability. But what I think the Timberwolves like about the possibility of Conley helping their defense is that one, he knows how to play with Rudy Gobert knows when to help uh, uh, and when not to, and, and, but he's also just a disciplined guy. He really navigates screens well. Um, he is in the right place at the right time more often than not. And this has kind of been a difficult transition for the Timberwolves to go from a team that last year really thought thrived on sort of this hair on fire, scramble around, cover for each other defense that was just all about activity and athleticism and 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 kind of some and quite frankly taking chances sometimes but um what the wolves want to do with Rudy Gobert is play a more disciplined style and a more um kind of attention to detail style and i think conley has that in him and 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 so it's is different that way than D'Angelo Russell and i think um that will that will help things i know chris finch told Chris Hine yesterday in Dallas that they think that they can actually put Mike Connolly on lead ball handlers a little bit more, which would give Jaden McDaniels a break from just being the point of attack defender. And you can use him off the ball a little bit more where he's really effective. We'll see if that um, really holds up, but that's certainly the approach that the Wolves are taking with this, that they think that they can just use Mike Conley in a few different ways that might open some things up for them defensively, especially with Jaden McDaniels. The fact that Cat has been traveling with the team, is that a good sign? Yeah, I, th- I do think it's a good sign, Jim. Um, he, he's starting to work out. We saw him in uh, Memphis getting a really hard workout in. Um, he's ramping things up. And so we've, we've kind of all heard, and there's been sort of vague talk about sometime after the All-Star break, I would imagine that yeah, you know, there's still no timeline, but I would I would think that as he starts ramping things up while he is with the team on the road, getting some workouts in and doing some things, he's getting closer to coming back. So hopefully, it's not long after the All Star break um, that uh, that he gets back onto the floor. And you know, I know a lot of people have just sort of brushed by. Um, that that Towns has not been in the lineup this year, because, especially because it didn't look great early on with him out there. But um, you know, adding an All NBA player back into the lineup is going to be a big thing for them, especially now that D'Angelo Russell is gone and that shooting is gone. They're going to need Towns more than ever for this offense, and so um, seeing him kind of with the jersey back on in shoot around with kind of just. Uh, getting some workouts in, joining Anthony Edwards on the court to celebrate his all-star appearance, um, all of those things. Uh, it's just great uh, great for the Timberwolves to see. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, we're recording this on Monday morning. You might or might not hear this before the Wolves play on Monday night. Obviously, we're 
doing mostly big picture topics that, that are not game dependent. But we got to mention Kyrie Irving going to the Mavericks, a team that, that the Wolves will be competing for a playoff spot and a playoff seating with. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't know how to oversimplify it anymore. It could be brilliant. It could be a disaster. And it probably will be both um, yeah, yeah. At, at, at various times. Yes. I mean, that is one thing. Like you look at the way that the West has changed uh, over over the trade deadline. Certainly the Mavericks are, I think, better um, with Kyrie Irving just in a strict basketball sense. They're a better team. Um, I think that that was a team that did not scare me at all, even from a Wolves perspective. I know Luka's unbelievable and and head and shoulders above anything that the Wolves have to throw at him right now. But the, his supporting cast was very mediocre, and and I thought that left them vulnerable in the playoffs. If you have a shot maker um, and a playmaker like Kyrie Irving, uh, that changes things. The question is, you don't know when the next Kyrie Irving craziness is going to come along. When What's the next thing that causes him to miss games? What's the next thing that... Um, that he just gets enamored with and, um, and all of a sudden isn't around or what, what is the next crisis that is going to follow Kyrie Irving to Dallas because it's been everywhere he goes. And so the, the Mavericks taking this chance, it is a big risk and, um, and to see how it plays out is going to be fascinating because if it does implode, if Kyrie does have another thing, whatever it is that causes him to melt down, then you really start to put yourself in a bad spot with Luca. And so um, they are rolling the dice here with Kyrie Irving. But if for some way, somehow he remains a good soldier and locked in um, and, and just plays without the drama, uh, they're going to be a very duff, difficult team to handle uh, starting now, you know, starting tonight, this Monday night for for the Timberwolves. Do you think any other Western Conference contender dramatically changed their trajectory at the trading deadline? Well, certainly Phoenix getting Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know that that's the obvious one. Um, I but I you know I wanted I do want to see how the Lakers respond here um, because I think that the Timberwolves made their deal to help their team. But in doing so, so they very well could have helped the Lakers, who are you know a, a decent amount back from the Wolves right now. They're four games in the win column back, and 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 two games in the loss column. But um, but when you look at, they had really a hard time for much of this year because they just haven't had any shooting around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now I think DeAndre Russell is going to play very very well there knockdown shots that are going to be created by LeBron and and play well with Anthony Davis. And I think that Malik Beasley is going to shoot the lights out there. And I think Jared Vanderbilt is the kind of energy hustle guy that they really needed as well. So if, if anyone is looking over their shoulder right now, um, the wolves should be in looking at the Lakers. So they got that, you know, the wolves have to really sort of start to get Mike Conley incorporated here. They ho hope to get cat back soon and then put your foot on the gas because the Lakers are probably going to be coming up from behind them and getting right in their rear view. And that's going to be kind of a whole, a real interesting scenario to unfold. 
No doubt about it. All right, let's get a final thought from John. Uh, remember, TalkNorth.com, we've got uh, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, Anthony DeLapanta, Michael Russo, Jeff Diamond, John Krasinski, John Millay, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee, Joe Anderson, outdoor content, variety content. Check it out and subscribe to any shows you like. Uh, thanks again to TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, Head Flyer, Manscaped, and once again, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, and thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. All right, John, wrap up the show any way you like. Yeah, last last thing, um, in the wake of sort of reporting on D'Angelo Russell and the, like his role in the locker room, um, some people have asked, well, why, why is it coming out now? Like, why didn't you report any of this stuff earlier in the season? Um, it feels like a kind of just kick the guy on the way out of town type of thing. And I'll tell you, there's uh, real reasons for that. One is um, I never thought it rose to the level of complete dysfunction the way that it did with Jimmy Butler. I just I, I you know, the, Russell was labeled as toxic by fans who kind of interpreted my comments, that, you know, some way I've, I've said over and over again, I don't think it was toxic. I don't think D'Angelo Russell was toxic. I don't think that the the locker room dynamic was toxic by any stretch of the imagination. But the every team in the NBA, in professional sports, has obstacles and has chemistry or personality issues that rear their heads during a season. It happens every place that you can that you can see the thing that we saw that I saw um, that I had heard about was I wanted to let them work through this and see if these were just smaller issues that they that could be worked through and overcome or if they weren't and and so as the season progressed they just uh, it I don't think that it ever got to a point within the Timberwolves that they thought that this was going to be a good pairing going forward. And so when they ultimately decide to trade D'Angelo Russell, now it's on the reporter's uh, responsibility to report why he was traded. And one of the reasons why he was traded was because of the fit with Rudy Gobert and the way that that did not work out. And so, um, it was one of many reasons, but that is that is the reason that it didn't come out during the season is because I don't think that it was ever a five alarm fire. I don't think that it was ever a thing like, oh, my gosh, this has to be addressed right now. It's terrible, but it was not a fit that worked for the Timberwolves that worked for D'Angelo Russell, who was very frustrated by Rudy Gobert sometimes that didn't and it didn't work for Rudy Gobert, who was not getting the 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 passes where he needed to get them and so all of that is to say that's why the timing of this was what it was it's because the timberwolves made their decision to trade him and one of the reasons for that decision was because of this stuff and so that was the time to report what happened and and why it happened and i think one misconception in general uh, among fans is that you know because teams try so hard to present a united front because they usually say the right thing in interviews. Uh, the perception is that all these guys love each other and they're all brothers and all that. I've never covered a team where everybody liked each other. Never. Yeah. Never have I ever covered it. And I was a beat writer like you for a long time. And 
I knew that this guy didn't like that guy and that guy didn't like that guy. And this guy didn't like that guy's politics. This guy thought that guy was a racist and they, they very well might pull together and play and perform well together, but it didn't mean they actually liked each other. I remember uh, the 2001 twins, they were just known for being so unified and I'm standing in the locker room talking to somebody I knew really well. And somebody would come over and said, Hey, so, and, and these are two prominent players on a very popular team that was known for unity. Uh, one player, player a very popular player came over, said to popular player B, Hey, so-and-so, you know, an infielder on this team is having a big barbecue on the day off. You want to go? And the other guy said, I ain't spend another bleeping minute with that guy. I mean, yeah. and this is, and everybody thought these guys were like all, you know, had sleepovers together. Mm-hmm. So, so as you said, reporting on relationships is almost self-defeating until it impacts real news. And then you have to, then you have to put everything on the table. That, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there are many reasons, several reasons, but uh, that come into why didn't they not extend him? Um, Tim Connolly's comments about needing more professionalism around Anthony Edwards, like it all points to some concerns that way, but yes, like, um, I, but the the kind of leap to D'Angelo Russell is a terrible human being. D'Angelo Russell is um, is just is just awful. Look, no, no, it's not that way. But it it it, it was a real factor in why they did it. And finally, this is the don't shoot the messenger. I'm not the one that made these decisions, but these this is why some of the decisions were made. So you just have to report that, and um, and that's the case. But uh, yeah. Hopefully that cleared some of it up. Um, again, this is not me backtracking from anything. This is just trying to provide more context and more um, understanding of the situation is that D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert were not going to work long term. And that decision was made. And that was a factor, not the only factor in why the Timberwolves moved on to a different point guard, one who they think can work much better with Rudy Gobert. Thanks to John. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to everyone who supports or listens to the show, including Aquarius Home Services. We'll talk to you next week.